Associate Professor Andrew Redfern is a medical oncologist and translational researcher from Western Australia with a particular interest in understanding why breast cancer treatments may or may not work in certain groups of people. Part of his focus is working with Aboriginal Australians to try and answer this question. We spoke with Associate Professor Redfern about the importance of addressing adverse breast cancer outcomes in Indigenous Australians. So yes, in uh, Aboriginal Australians, in Western Australia in particular, uh, breast cancer is less common than the uh, general population. Um, and we've been looking at some of the reasons for that in addition. The, the higher um, mortality rates for Aboriginal Australians um, we've found partly relate to what has been studied in all the other states, that is uh, that they are slightly uh, later stage, meaning larger cancers when they come to medical services. Um, also they're more remote and therefore um, there are slightly reduced sort of comprehensiveness of services. However, we've also looked at the biology of breast cancer in um, Aboriginal Australians, looked at the types of cancer they get and how they behave, and we found many differences there also. We found they get more aggressive types of breast cancer. We found they have more vitamin deficiencies that make the cancer more aggressive. And we found that the immune system uh, interacts differently with the cancers and may cause further problems. And so there are uh, many different uh, facets to the why there's a worse outcome, all of which we're trying to address. And what is the impact of lower screening rates in these communities? Certainly lower screening rates are a factor in the uh, higher mortality for the Aboriginal Australians, but they're just one factor. We do see that um, screening rates have been 15 to 20% lower over the last 20 years. Um, there has been some success with both the Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal populations, so the screening rates for both have risen, but there's been this uh, continual gap of about 15% uh, lower in the Aboriginal people, um, and there are efforts going on to try and address that also. So how is data collected in Australia about breast cancer in Indigenous communities, and is this important to inform policy and services? The Yes, certainly for certain features it's very central. You can work out the kind of cancers and how large they are and how far spread they are from central data. There are many things that are important to survival in Aboriginal Australians that really need uh, you to be on the ground and collecting data um, from the patient um, as it develops. Uh, that's things like um, exercise levels and diets which can influence outcome and also um, the degree to which people are compliant or adherent to their medications. Certainly we've seen uh, both in remote populations and in Aboriginal populations that um, side effects are worse on some of the drugs for breast cancer and we're seeing then there's higher rates of dropping off those drugs which also will be affecting survivals. Regarding uh, policy and services for Aboriginal Australians, um, our data has defined a number of actions we've taken. Um, we found that firstly when you're giving intravenous treatments like chemotherapies uh, in Western Australia in particular, um, all of the chemotherapies are given in the lower third of the state and some people are travelling a couple of thousand kilometres in order to get just one course of chemotherapy for an hour. Regarding the upper two thirds of Western Australia which is an enormous land mass and we've got people travelling 2,000 kilometres for a single cycle of chemo. We actually identify where um, Aboriginal patients were most clustered and we've put in uh, three video chemotherapy um, services. One is in Broome, one um, is in Karratha, and then there's another one in uh, Narragin, which is a smaller town towards the south of the state. 
and people uh, can go to those services. We uh, video link um, the oncologist to them and they have a, a talk and discuss any side effects. And then there's a local chemotherapy nurse who can deliver their treatment and that's saving them vast distances. Um, the other thing we've got in the uh, tablets and the side effects is we're setting up uh, telephone um, help services for people on tablets to both manage side effects and to make sure that their prescriptions are up to date and to get those to people um, to try and uh, uh, get more people to the end of their tablet treatments and hopefully improve results that way also. So is there sufficient culturally appropriate information to assist these communities with education about breast cancer? Yeah, certainly for um, Western Australia in terms of culturally appropriate information, uh, there are now culturally specific uh, information sheets and telephone lines through the Cancer Council in Western Australia um, addressing things from the uh, Aboriginal perspective, both about different treatments such as chemotherapy and radiotherapy and also separate resources for different types of cancer. Um, and one of the things I, I think we could do better there, though it's a little bit tricky because it's fragmented, is to look at the language um, issue there. Um, most Aboriginal people speak English, but uh, there are some that don't. But there are a number of Indigenous languages in Western Australia, um, at least 20, and so providing materials for each of those um, is difficult. That contrasts to New Zealand where they have excellent uh, Maori um, language materials in New Zealand um, as there is a bigger population speaking that language here. Would you say there's an underrepresentation of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders in the health service such as doctors, oncologists and nurses? Uh, certainly when we look at Indigenous people working in health service and in science as well, um, there is um, a dearth we'd uh, like to recruit more people. We in fact had a, we have a position for an Indigenous healthcare worker looking at um, expanding these services to remote areas and we're still uh, looking to recruit somebody after over a year now so it is a um, something that there's a short supply of. We do now have contacts in each of the states though and we have uh, three scientists all of whom have Indigenous heritage also working in the area as well as two people in the medical service uh, side of uh, this problem. Well, I think uh, it's quite easy to overlook things and we make a lot of assumptions. We assume similarities when sometimes there are distant differences. And so some of these services um, need to be structured around certain um, aspects of the structure of indigenous culture. Um, for example, in some uh, Aboriginal communities, the elders set uh, times for men's and women's business where um, men attend to business at certain times of the year and women at certain other times of the year. So for example, if you have your mammogram van arriving and it's um, a time when it's not women's business time, then you get a very low uptake. Whereas if you coordinate it, then you uh, find a much improved uptake. So how do we address these poor breast cancer outcomes in Indigenous Australians? Well, one of the core things we're enacting to try and improve the outcomes in the Aboriginal Australians in WA is um, looking to centralise kind of advisement service. Um, each person who gets cancer, when they get their biopsy or their surgery, they their specimen goes to a central pathology laboratory, and if they if they identify as Indigenous, then that. Um, information goes with the sample to the cancer registry. 
and we're actually um, identifying recently diagnosed Aboriginal people and we have central discussions of cases uh, with a panel of experts including people with Indigenous cultural expertise and then we liaise with each person's local treatment team to try and devise the best plan um, both with the information we've already learned from our research and also with further um, cultural input from experts in that field. I think for other states, I would certainly encourage people to look at the, the cancer types and what's going on with the biology, the nutritional status, the risk factors in the people, as we found them to be very important. Um, and also looking at the uh, cultural issues around the timing of treatments and what the barriers are and addressing those as there are some surprising but very addressable things that we've found. Certainly regarding uh, clinical trials, um, there does appear to be a lower rate of recruitment from the Aboriginal people. Because the uh, uh, rates of people are low and there's a, a very um, large sector of the community is remote, we're seeing that a lot of that relates more to remoteness than to cultural origins. So. Um, a lot of the things we can do to address Aboriginal trial recruitment would be dealt with by addressing geographical recruitment. Um, however, also it's important to have uh, culturally appropriate materials to explain trials. And though we have materials on trials in general, we don't have anything as yet for um, Aboriginal or other Indigenous peoples. When we, when we look at the types of cancers um, Aboriginal people are being diagnosed with in Western Australia, um, we suspect it's due to the difference in risk factors um, in the Aboriginal population compared to the non-Aboriginal population. In particular, they have more um, aggressive cancers um, as obesity is somewhat higher, there is a higher alcohol consumption, there's lower vitamin D can, um, levels in uh, Aboriginal patients and that can uh, drive aggressive types of breast cancer also. There's also a, a lack of risk factors for the better prognosis cancers, the hormone-driven ones, as Aboriginal women tend to have more children, they have their children earlier, they're more likely to breastfeed, they're less likely to use oral contraceptives and hormone replacement therapy. And so part of it may be that they're just getting less low-risk cancers, which makes the high-risk cancers a bigger proportion. Regarding uh, the bigger size uh, for Aboriginal women we see in the tumours, I think this is uh, the two factors here. There is the fact that screening is lower and so patients are likely coming at a slightly later stage um, with their tumours. But also these uh, more aggressive types of cancer we're seeing in the Aboriginal people um, also grow faster. So when we look at um, all types of um, people we find that these aggressive cancers tend to be larger than the low risk types and so that's likely a factor also. That was medical oncologist and translational researcher, Associate Professor Andrew Redfern. If you would like to learn more about breast cancer trials or you'd like to support our life-saving research, follow us on social media or visit our website at breastcancertrials.org.au.